Welcome to episode 15 of the Lovecraft Tapes, a real play Call of Cthulhu RPG campaign using Roll20.net. I am your keeper of arcane lore, Jeremy Boomstick Johnson, and your investigators of the unknown are Brian Johnson as Samantha Sam Brewster. No more black churches. Not, that's not what I meant. George Gallagher as Chuck Blaine. Yeah, he is. And Matt Zelish as Daniel Williams. I just recently fought 100 duck-sized horses. Would not recommend. All right. So how's everybody doing tonight? Uh, what are you, you eating and drinking? I'm having a Peak Organic Brewing Company's IPA. I got it in my uh, Beer of the Month club. And what does it taste like? What is your assessment? Um, I've had one drink. Let's see. Ready? It's okay. How about you guys? Matt? George? Buffalo Trace. Of as course. Usual. As usual. You got like a little uh, tradition beer. going on. Yeah. So it's kind of like beer, just not quite. Just a bit more rooty. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm, dr- I'm drinking. I'm drinking coffee and uh, water. The same time, I guess you would be. It's yeah. just really watered down coffee. Chasers. <laughs> yeah. Before we begin uh, playing, let's take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Everyone needs a car, right? To explore the world, to quench that burning desire for open road freedom, to transport you and your loved ones quickly from the weekly sacrifice to the old ones. Hello, my name is Charlie LeBay, and I would like to invite you, yes, you, to the one and only Charlie's Cursed Cars, the greatest deals with four wheels on any plane of existence. Now, some of you may be asking, Charlie, how many cursed used cars can one cursed used car lot have? My answer is too many is never enough. Do you, yes, you want a car that bleeds from every crack? and crevice and may cause the same effect on you? Well, look no further, I say, I said. How about a car that channels the unholy, torturous screams of the dead from the nether realms through your radio? A chick. Ooh, here's a beauty. One that comes with its own supernatural backseat killer who will pop up in the most inopportune times to brutally murder your passengers while you drive. But here, oh baby, here is my prize-possessed motor vehicle. You see, this one can levitate supernaturally. That's right, folks. It is a flying ghost car. Or is that a ghost flying car? Uh, ooh. Uh, mind you, it does have the slight tendency to burst into flames occasionally, but that's only a minor quibble. When you get such a great car for such a low price. So I call to you, the adventurous, the brave, the gullible, the stupid. Come on down to Charlie's Cursed Cars, and I guarantee you'll find the ride of your life, no matter how short and insignificant that life may be. Call me, Charlie LeBay, at Charlie's Cursed Cars at 1666 Cursed for You. That's 1666-287-7348. I'll be waiting. And we're back. All right. So this is episode 15. Brian, could you tell us what happened in episode 14? I can. Well, we had just coming out of the black church and our favorite police officers were waiting. I, I believe you mean Church of the Night. Church of the Night, my bad. And we were arrested promptly. We then weren't we arrested. Were, we were detained. We were detained. That is correct. Illegally. Um, we were bailed out by a strange person. We're not sure who that was. So we decided to go back to the office, regroup, figure out what we were going to do next when we got a message from Agent Aurora, the FBI agent that was at the church, and he wanted to meet Chuck at the La Brea Tar Pits um, right around sundown. 
So we all decided to go together. But what we were going to do is Danny and I were going to hang back a little bit, kind of watching Chuck's back, making sure everything was okay. They started their meeting and this old lady approached them. And out of the blue, she grabbed the agent, lifted him off the ground and stuffed him into her basket. And that's where we left off. All right. I think that pretty much sums it up. Now we continue. Chapter two, Dark Angelus. Chuck, you are standing next to a cackling old Mexican woman with no teeth who is just somehow with her strangely elongated hands and arms picked up a grown man and shoved him into her basket full of bubbling tar where he essentially sunk very quickly and apparently was dissolved. It's a terrible way to go. How do you react to that? I've had a week to work on this and I have no idea how you react to that. <laughs> Come on. How, how do you all react to that? Let's let's put it out there. This I'm going to lean over to Sam and be like, so you're seeing this too, right? I'm, I'm, I'm just not going crazy. You, Come on, Danny. We got to get up there quick. Oh, Oh boy. Okay. Hop up and run over. Sir, get back. She probably okay. just needs one lemon pledge. No, that's not <laughs> true. No, Mr. Superman, no home. Chuck, you see Sam and Daniel rushing toward you. I'll distract her. You guys think of something. I would say it's probably in my best interest to run away. So let's run the hell away. Chuck turns tail and starts running back towards you guys as you're running towards him. And the old lady uh. wanders towards one of the tar pits beyond the fenced-in areas. Should we follow her at a distance to see where she's going? What I mean, the hell was that? That old was a basket. Mexican. Were you not paying attention? You use it to store stuff. I'm acting. Guys, we need to figure out what the hell's going on. Let's follow her. Keep our distance. I didn't know you were the boss, but okay. Well, taking over, punk. This is the 50s. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. I'm so sorry, sir. You guys sort of powwow and turn around to view the old lady, and it seems like she's picking up speed. She's basically wandered into the actual tar pit and very nimbly avoiding the the actual tar pits. But she is Mm. picking up speed almost unnaturally for an old Mexican woman. Guys, we need to stop her. I mean, we can try and race across to the other side to see if we can't meet her. All right, let's go. I mean, it sounds like she's going into the pit. Right. I'm going to try to follow her in. You guys try to cut her off by going around. Don't step in the tar. It would probably hurt. Oh, should I not step in the tar? You shouldn't step in the tar. Just dip your toe in first. Should I get in her basket? (laughs) Okay. So let's take a look at your guys' move rates. Do you have those on your character sheets? Welcome to the exciting part of making a podcast, the part where we look stuff up on Google because nobody knows the answer. Looks like... Sponsor us, Google. You have lots of money. We need lots of money. Let's be honest. Let's just... uh, Let's go for lower standards here, like Ash Jeeves or something. Okay, it says uh, (laughs) movement is seven if both strength and dexterity are lower than size. Uh, Strength is equal to size. Uh, My strength is more than my size. My strength is less than my size. So it is says your, your your move rate is eight if one of them is greater than size, and it's nine if both are. Okay, so I'm at eight. So go ahead and plug that into your character sheet. Mine's a tie. So if it's a tie, I'd say it's seven. Yeah. Okay. So I'm also at eight because my strength is larger yep. than size. Well, here's the deal. Uh, her move rate is ten. Well, oh, crap. We're not going to be able so to she, catch up. She quickly outdistances you after just a few minutes. You realize she's moving unnaturally quick. Unnaturally? Hmm. I wonder mm, is it time to shoot? that first clue. <laughs> time to shoot people? I think so. I'm not a good shot, though, guys. Uh, me and Chuck can pop off a couple, but I... Well, keep in mind that the moment we do this, we're criminals. That's true. Mm. 
in a public park. In a yeah. public park. It, it might not be the best idea to shoot her. All we have to do when the police arrive is tell them that she kidnapped her person and put him into a basket that <laughs> is no longer in and then moved away at an unhuman speed. Yeah, and probably disappeared by the time they get there and we're just shooting wildly into a park. Yay. Yeah, I have a feeling our favorite detectives would love us for that. I'm going to wave to you guys to, to meet right on the other side of 61. She's obviously going to be long gone by then. I'm cutting through between 67 61 and four hits. I'm cutting right through that little area there. So I'll wave them over to meet me there. Guys, we're not going to be able to catch her. She is way too fast. There's something strange going on here. This is your Belinda all over again. Pretty sure it's Los Angeles. Ay, Dios mio. Oh, it's rubbing off. Oh, definitely Los Angeles. We need to to figure out what the hell's going on here. I've been thinking and... Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, I know it's dangerous. But all of these weird things seem to be centered around the people who knew that Jean St. Jane was a little bit more than just a, an airheaded actress. Hmm. You think she might be behind it? I mean, we have had people tell us that she had, you know, very strange powers and that she had in fact summoned something at the church of night before. Maybe we should pay so her another visit. Maybe she got pissed off enough when they kicked her out to uh, send God knows what after everyone in order to gain some sort of retribution or revenge. Yeah, that definitely could be it. That's a good lead to follow up on. What do you think, sir? I don't think she's just going to straight out say, oh yeah, that's me. No, we need to coax it out of her. What about just observation? Just try to follow her. Yeah, that's a good idea too. She, I mean, she can't just, this Have can't all just be happening her without her doing her anything. Now? No, she stays there all the time. we got to get a view inside. When they film, they come to her. Oh, I mean, Sam, you can pick locks. Maybe uh, all the, uh, she does have her two very large dogs, though. Yes, yes, that's true. Well, that's Fritzel nothing a schnitzel. pork chop won't take care of in the 50s. <laughs> Cujo and Eugene. Oh. <laughs> all right, yeah, I think that's a good plan, guys. We need to... Uh, Grab a couple of T-bone steaks on the way. Maybe not T-bone. Oh, fine. I mean, we not made a for dinner, and then we should go get some <laughs> mutton or something to yeah. throw in there. Mystery meat. Well, we can we can go check out the house at least and see if she's there. I mean, that's a start. Yeah. I don't mind talking to don't her. Don't you have her number? Yeah. yeah. We'll use the Could car we... phone. <laughs> <laughs> I have this really great brick thing from Motorola that a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> uh, if we find a phone, maybe we could, or you could at least call her and yeah, like, see hey, if she wants to have a drink. Questions. Maybe yeah. I can pull her out of the house. You guys can do a little snooping. Literally, physically yank her out of the house. <laughs> no. Hey. Pull her out with my. Oh, I right, think it's, so it's worth a shot. Yeah, we've got I mean, something sure, in common. We've got the shirts like, to talk about. Should, should we, like, you know, actually watch what happens to the old lady instead of just kind of leaving her? <laughs> Yeah, I was assuming at this point she was long gone based on how fast she was moving. And we'd always say about assuming. Makes you it's win. always correct. Whatever you assume. Sam, is the look behind thing. you. <laughs> <laughs> Into the tar pit. <laughs> Chuck, why don't you give me a spot hidden roll? Because I don't fucking want to. I think you do, actually. That's the fun part. You should, and you should do all. So you did a 54, and you rolled a 94, which is a failure. So uh, clearly the old Wait a minute. looks lost. This seems like an opportunity to push a roll. <laughs> Don't do it, man. 
Come on, we haven't done it yet. Do Somebody's got to do it. Well, we we, we might have some some use of it Later. in the near future. Yeah. Later, we'll do it um, again if she sends it towards us. Live on the edge, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's your your person. You can do what you hey, want. You're the one. Have you a backup character yet, George? I did. I don't think so. <laughs> Chuck uh, looks across the tar pits and maybe sees a shimmer of something, but then it's gone. There are these mists rising up from the tar pits. They're bubbling, and he just cannot see. Any sign of the old lady, she's clearly long gone. What you looking for, boss? I'm thinking just about pushing something into a tar pit. Uh-huh. <laughs> Here, let me just kneel down and tie my shoe behind Danny, and we'll see if we can make this work. It's clearly uh, getting quite dark now. Okay, so do we want to regroup back at the offices so we have access to a phone? I mean, if we hang out here for too long, I have a feeling two certain detectives are going to arrest us for loitering. What time is it, Chuck? What, look on your watch. Three. It's early three, evening. When we're three, three is after sundown. Oh, well, in the winter. 3 a.m. 47? <laughs> 3 a.m. No, sorry. I read it wrong. It's 9.15. No, 8.20? 10.30. 11.45. Seven fifteen. Any of those sound good to you guys? Yeah, 7.48 sounds great. Yeah, okay. Yep. <clears throat> 748, that's what I meant. All right, should we head back to the office? Why don't we go back to the office? Why don't we uh, go back to the office? Hey, guys, right, I have so a feeling that we should go back to the office. That might just be me, though. The greatest ideas. <laughs> Wrong. So let's get in the car and let's drive to the office. We're getting in the car and we're driving to the office. Okay. Well, forget out of the car. <laughs> All right. The drive is going to pass this one, though. <clears throat> Walking into the office, I say, well, should I call her tonight and see if she wants to go out for a drink? And you guys could possibly go over and check out her house. Keep I'm in mind, sure. there's, she's got the two dogs, but... And the gate out oh. front. Yeah, but you're pretty... You can climb, I think, can't you? I think Danny's pretty good at uh, pretty, pretty much high all... wall and yeah. gate. I mean... Hmm, you were in the military, what? right? You, you didn't train me have, to break You probably have some resources, right? Yeah, let me just get in touch with a friend of mine who happens to own a very large crane. Well, I can just kind of basket <laughs> myself up and over the wall. Yeah, let's okay. uh, everything. Can we just play backgammon the rest of this podcast? <laughs> Until everybody in the world dies. Except for B-47. The we're playing backgammon in our office. The next number drawn is B-47. Bingo. So what do you guys think? Just I... not investigate at all? Just kind of go home and go to bed? You know, I say we turn it on. How old do I have to be for AARP? <laughs> 55? You're close, but you're not quite there yet, boss. Work, work with me here, boys. The worst that could happen is she either says no, or if she doesn't answer the phone, then we know she's probably not there, which means we can go and look anyway. So As a group, correct. I'd say yeah. ring her up. Okay. I could stand her up if you guys want me to go with you, but stand I think her. that would burn a, um, burn a lead if I do that. She might send an old Mexican woman to stuff you into a right. basket full of tar. I don't like baskets. Let's, ju- <laughs> let's just go buy up. some pledge just in case. All <laughs> okay, right? good. We might not need it. No, a- no, you <laughs> buy. All right, sounds good. So I'm going to pick up the phone. Klondike suck your mom. All right, Sam, why don't you give me a luck roll? Hello, Lucky. Hello, hello. I went over the sheet so I knew where everything was at, and I can't find the luck roll. Below hit points. You get an excuse for that one. It's a weird location. Yeah, it is. Why don't? Why not just put it up with everything else? All right, you need a 65 or below, and you rolled a 96. That's a failure. So no one answers the phone. Cool. I know what you should do. Call again. And again. Better yet, push push the roll. (laughs) No answer, guys. Do you want to just head over and see if she's... Yeah, let's get in the car. All right, let's do it. 
Let's do it. Let's do this. In the car. So you pull up to Gene St. Jane's mansion. The gates are clearly closed and locked. It's about 1030 at night. That sounds about right. Yeah. An actress, young actress, pushing Probably the out in a club. The town. Yeah. Trying to get yeah. some gigs. Meet with producers and directors. I think it's the 50s. They're probably like one kilobyte. It's probably the size of a refrigerator. I'm going to go up. You want to buzz? Yeah, just, I'm going to go up and buzz in. the gate and see if she's here. Wait, are we going to try to get like Wait, eyes I already on did the... it. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, you got to give us directions. Boss. So Sam, Sam uh, approaches the gate and pushes the button. Don't push my buttons. A couple minutes goes by. No answer. So it looks like she's not home. She, I believe, is out for the night, folks. Well, how high is this 40-foot wall? <laughs> that say, that say how high is this 3-foot wall? was terrified to climb. Can we? Wall? Is it an 8-foot wall? Uh, no, it's, we, it's a pretty big pretty big wall. Um, I think it is 15-foot walls, let's say. Shit. It's pretty substantial. Are there any trees around I could climb and maybe try and like shimmy out over a branch? Mm, and... It does not appear to be anything as uh, convenient as that. Damn, where's a plot device when you need one? Right. Guys, I don't want to like piss off all our PETA viewers, but can we just like shoot the dogs? <laughs> Good. I was only like half kidding. I was I th- I was thinking we could plant a tree and come back in about fifteen years. I <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> you are thinking. I mean, I guess we could like get a ladder, but you know, whatever your plant works too. We will solve this. Damn At it. that point, I will be seventy-one. <laughs> <laughs> You're going first, then. <laughs> dogs like old grizzle. Well, do we have any ideas on how to get up to that wall? Um, maybe, maybe under the gate or over the gate? I still think we should go get a ladder. And that way, what we can okay. do is lean it against the wall. And instead of going over the wall, we can just peer over it. And that way, we won't have to deal with dogs. Are there going to be any hardware stars open this late at night that we can get a 15 I think one of us ladder owns from? a ladder, Daniel. Calling crazy. Going on a limb here. Can't. There's no trees. I'd say Chuck probably would own a ladder at home. Sure. I own a freaking ladder, Daniel. I'm a man. So how how far away is your house from here? Let's find out. Oh, wait. We never decided where my house About two miles. <laughs> I think your house would be pretty close to here. Okay, about 12 miles. <laughs> and so that'd be about a half an hour there, half an hour back. So it'd be after midnight. No, it's late at night. LA traffic, it's just like three hours round trip. Okay, so it'll be one oh. in the morning. <laughs> All right, I let's go get a ladder. Let's do this. We're, we're keeping it going. I know. I know it'll be late, but I think it's the best plan. Yep. Yep. Going to deal with the dogs. I'm going to stay here and <gasps> put a lookout in case she comes back. At least we'll know that she's here and we can nix that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Chuck, while we're out getting your ladder, maybe we should stop at a grocery store and pick up something some in mystery the carnal variety. We'll stop by the local okay. high school cafeteria and pick up some mystery meats. <laughs> All right. Roll for meat, uh, meat acquiring, meat acquisition. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right. So we'll hop in the car and head towards... Yeah. So Chuck and Daniel depart and leaving Sam at the scene. They head back to Chuck's house. Or are you heading for food first? Whatever's on the way. Yeah, I guess we'll head to the grocery yeah, store. Yeah, I mean, you can, if you're going to get tacos at the thing, it's, that's fine. Fish tacos? You can find those at, at it's not yeah, Tuesday. Do dogs like taco fish? Oh, I see. So you're going to try to get some, some meat to poison the dogs? Is that what the deal is? Knock them out, not maybe. Poison, distract. Okay, not there. Got it. Got it. Yeah, well, my uh, well, was distract. You know, Chuck, I'm going to have to have you give me a luck roll for, their, for you to find any meat stores open at this time of night. Oh, it's L.A. Come on. Uh, dude. <laughs> Going in the 50s. 
There we go. Uh, you, you managed to find uh, a place that's not too far away from your house that is uh, just closing up. It's a butcher shop. Uh, he's actually out dumping some trash in the uh, dumpster out back. Oh, great. We don't even have to spend As money. You pull up. And, and he recognized you. Hey, Jock. Hi. Chauncey. Ch- 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 <laughs> yeah, old Chauncey, the butcher. You know me. <laughs> Come on. You need some sausages? <laughs> Why does everyone in this state have a New York accent? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Are you all immigrants? We need more Valley Girl. I know. <laughs> we need more voices. All right, Chauncey. Oh God, what do you want? Give me your finest gizzards. Well, I just happen to have a whole sack full of them right here. You can have them for no no cost. There you go. Nice. What are you making? Gizzards. Dog bait? Mm. <laughs> Roast them up in the oven, a little bit of sea salt. Oh. No, I eat them raw. Ooh, what? what? Protein shake. <laughs> Chauncey. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, you have a good night. Thanks, sea dog. I'll see you Sunday. At the for, event. For your usual uh, porterhouse uh, order, your gluten accelerated meals. <laughs> yeah, my extra. Can you please throw another bottle of gluten in this week? You got it. No problem. Free of I have time. a feeling an ancestor in about 70 years is going to really want it. <laughs> All right. So you have a nice, fresh bag of gizzards heading to uh, your house to get a ladder? Correct. All right. Roll for ladder acquisition. <laughs> Fine. So you get a ladder. Uh, you're able to, after a little while, wrap it to your roof with uh, Daniel's help. 15-foot ladder. <laughs> so, well, it's, it's, it's an extension ladder, but, yeah, it'll go up to uh, 20 feet. So that's that's pretty good. You guys load up and then uh, head back to the uh, the compound, the ranch. Yeah, working at the compound. All right. Meanwhile at the ranch. Meanwhile at the ranch. Meanwhile. Sam. So I'm always I'm about a pissing distance from the gate at all times. Why don't you give me a spot hidden? Because um, I'm not looking at anything. for fun. Shut. They're shut. They're they're wide shut. I need a seventy-six. You get a forty-four. So that's uh, pretty good. God, you're an observant little bitch, aren't you? Seventy-six. After about twenty minutes, you hear (gasps) some barking. That's a little little ways away, (gasps) and it's getting closer. Pretty soon, you see two large German shepherds approaching the gate. And sniffing around madly. Okay. I just kind of step off. Just to off. clarify, they're, in, they're within the gate, right? Correct. Yeah. I'm going to slide over a little bit on the wall away from the gate. Two pissing distances. Okay. Uh, why don't you Are give you me... Insane? Yeah, I don't think there's a move silently. Uh, you can roll stealth, though. All right. You roll so that's a failure. Every dog... So as soon as you start to slide, you, your foot scrapes a pebble, and the dogs just start barking madly. All right, Sam, take one for the team. Throw yourself over the gate. Buy us some time. <laughs> but poison yourself first. Myself over the gate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just, as they're barking, I'm going to use their sound to go further down the wall away from the gate and, and try to find a bush to hide into. There's not much in the way of bushes. Um, what about across the street? It's a very sort of narrow canyon road. You would actually have to go down an embankment. Okay. How and far is by, the embankment, though? It, by, by embankment, I mean it's, you know, think of, a, think of a Hollywood. Mulholland Drive? Yes, thank you. Okay. That's what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Oh! <laughs> All right, yeah. So it, it is gonna, very narrow. They're not going to come out and look for me, so I'm just going to go go down probably about 10 yards and lean against the wall, squatting down. Pull your pants back up. After about 15 minutes or so, 
you hear a whistle and the dogs give one last yelp and then sort of recede. Hmm. So somebody was home this whole time. Interesting. Okay, I'm going to start walking down the road towards whatever direction Chuck and Danny are going to come in. Just on off, off the shoulder, just try to flag them down before they get close to the house. Okay. Well, you get about, I guess, a mile down the road. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. And you see the car slowly creeping up. And Chuck and uh, Dan, you guys see uh, Sam walking back towards you. Yeah, we do. I flag him down. Uh, weren't you supposed to be at the gate? Yeah, well, flag? ran into a little snag. I was sitting there, pissing distance away from the gate, and all of a sudden, two barking dogs come charging. So um, I they scoot- can smell within That's three true. pissing distances. That's true. So I moved two pissing distances away and waited. After about 15 minutes, there was a whistle from the house. So somebody is here. Might be a or servant, it might be her, person. I don't know. So what What should we do, boss? I don't I don't think we should try going up over the, uh, the, the fence there. My plan is not to go over. My plan is to peer over while remaining outside from a oh, preferably stealthy with access or with a view of the house. Okay. So let's find a tree and make Danny Boy hop on up in there. Uh, let me check one quick little thing here. No, you don't have to. We're, we're good. <laughs> we're we're no doing need. that. No need. I thought about it the entire ride here. I don't see a problem. So yeah, I was just looking, re-looking at the map uh, for the ranch. And I guess... Do we have that map? Uh, you do not currently, no. Mm-mm. Could I have it for it to plan? Yeah, in a moment, once you get... Take a peek over, then, yeah. Uh, yeah, because we don't see the grounds yet. That makes Correct. sense. Correct. Well, we could see a tree along the fence line and with and know and a relative no tree. to the home. And, and you've, been, you've been to the home, so you at least know the home, but you don't know the rest of the property, but potentially you might here in a minute. I say we go as far away from the gate as we can to peer over, get a look. Yeah, and also keep in mind it's nighttime. So yeah. I think we're kind of in a less risky situation than we might be planning for. Well, I'll look out for cars. I'll go a couple yards down the road just to make sure nobody's coming. We'll have time to get down and take the ladder down if needed. Great planning. I'm going to run over, grab the ladder off the top of the car, and start hiking towards the far end of the wall. Okay, I'll supervise, guys. All right. I'm a girl. All right, let me get a quick roll here. Why are you doing rolls? Stop it. I need to do some secret rolls occasionally. 44, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know either. I'm very happy or upset. Daniel, you carry carry the ladder to essentially where the wall begins. Prop it up, I suppose. Going to uh, extendo the ladder out to 15 feet and lean it at an appropriately safe angle against the wall as according to the manufacturer's recommended safety instructions. Did you bring your protractor? (laughs) Oh, I should have. All right. So you extend the ladder and prop it up against the wall. So am I going to be the one who's uh, taking a peek, sees, or anyone else want to volunteer for that? Uh, you are, because I'm the boss, and I haven't rolled for hiring new employees in a while, so don't make me. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to uh, climb up the ladder and get just so, like, my eyes, my eye level is above the top of the wall. You like just binoculars. see my eyes and nothing else. Kilroy. Okay, so you climb up the ladder very carefully, peek over the wall, and unfortunately, at this side of the wall, what you see is trees, lots of trees. Ooh, that's unfortunately, a way in. Unfortunately, none within pissing distance, but they're completely blocking your view of the house. We're so, going to have to relocate the ladder, and, guys. And, and you, can uh, see, you can see there is like, it's, there's a lot of trees and forestry in this 14-acre uh, lot. Really, the only 
true direct view into the house is directly at the gates. I'm going to climb back down. Or get um, a drone. A drone would be good. Let me just pull out my, uh, my Phantom 4. Well, there has to be a tree that's closest to the house. No, they're, they're pretty, well, closest to the house or closest to the wall? To the wall, George. To the house. Roll with me here. And the house is quite a ways, quite a ways in. To oh, no, just, just work with me here, though. There has to be, like, there has to be a tree line where if we were to get into a tree in the tree line, we would have a good view. Ignoring the fact that we'd have to get there safely. Right, right, right. Yeah, so you're no, the, saying the, you want to jump you, you, the wall? You're talking, about, you're talking about a break in the tree line to see the house, right? No, I'm saying, like, he here's wants our to... plan. We throw the... We throw the we distract the dogs with the meat in the very far corner of the property, and Dan makes a break for whatever tree would get him a view into the house. Because uh, okay. even a forest has an okay. edge of the forest. That is correct. And, and okay. they, you, you do recall from your visit that there is a tree line that's basically abutted next to the house. So you would have to get almost to the house in order to see the house. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So how far would that be from the wall? And, and I can sort of, let me just sketch one for you. We'll do this. Please. All right, so I'm going to remove, put the players over here. Look at you, fancy All right, man. man, check me out. This is my first time. I'm going to go freehand, but just... So here's here's the road. I'm not sure if that's legal in Michigan. Yeah, you should yeah. probably look at the laws. I pull out my telescope and give it to Danny. So this is essentially <laughs> it. Here, here's the gate. So let's say the house is right here, approximately, but it's it's quite a bit further in than this. It's, it's almost like... right practically a quarter mile in. Uh, that's the little drive, the circle drive that you guys came in. So that, that gives you a basic idea of what that looks like. All right, Dan, here's my plan. I think we lure the dogs into the corner, let them devour the meat, you make a break for the tree. So you, you want me to what, like run up to the edge of the tree line? And get in a tree. That sounds like I could possibly lose a limb to a very angry German dog. Yeah, but you have three left. <laughs> and you have the, the giblets or the meat or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. And, and um, these are these are undoctored giblets, right? There's, they're just giblets? We don't have any, like, sleeping pills we could... Well, I don't think the butcher has a doctor that stays there. Uh, should we... What do you guys think? Should we poison the dogs or should we... Um, are sleeping pills... Sleeping pills are a thing in the 50s, right? Of course. Yeah, and they're probably wildly unregulated and don't require a prescription. Exactly. Well, so, but you as a doctor probably have a few of those. Oh, hey, I'm a doctor. I forget. But maybe, maybe just not on you. So, literally, Chuck, no you have a few spare sleeping pills in your first aid kit you keep in your car? I literally have a barrel of pills in my truck because <laughs> it's the 50s. A barrel? Yeah, a 55 He's going to make it a reporter. <laughs> Daniel, what do we have that we could put into the meat to maybe buy us some time? What about, uh, what do I have in my car? Motor oil, antifreeze, windshield fluid? Well, antifreeze would do it, but it'd kill them, George. You well, probably don't want to kill the dogs A small again. amount might just kind of knock them no. on their asses. It uh. seizes their bladder, and they can't urinate, and they bleed to death internally. How many dogs have you poisoned? Uh, none, <laughs> but I had one that was poisoned. Oh, well. Sorry to bring it down, but... Right. <laughs> If that's your intent, that's okay, but just to let you know, that's what will happen. I still think we should just use the sleeping pills that Chuck keeps in the first aid kit he keeps in his car because he is a doctor and he would have such things on hand, wouldn't you, George? What are you guys doing? There's no cars coming. All right, Daniel, I will go get the sleeping pills that I have in the first aid kit in my car because I'm a doctor, Daniel. It's been 45 minutes. Are you up the damn ladder yet? (laughs) Your your perception of time is very flawed. Chuck, Chuck, go go ahead and give me uh, a luck roll. Pushing the roll. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> it worked! You got lucky there, bitch. I'll tell you that. Literally one. lucky. <laughs> so you failed one. the first roll. And, you never uh, got a one. And you pushed it and got a one, which is a absolute success. Doesn't something special happen with that? 
Well, the uh, one. Yeah, we, we talked about it last time. Uh, yeah. Uh, basically, it's it's an absolute instantaneous great success. success. So I literally yeah. have like 50 different types of sleeping pills all in copious amounts in my car. Uh, the dogs I, instantly fall asleep. Before, <laughs> before we go any further, um, are we remembering to check the things that we're succeeding in? I have been mostly. Oh, shit. Good. There's no way to not check, one, right? go check luck, So though. far, I have listen and spot hidden both checked. Spot hidden. Cool. Got Great. It. Yeah, the, you do have sleeping pills, and there's there's quite a lot there. And actually, you get quite a bit lucky because you you have some sleeping powder that you would ordinarily dissolve into some water. So, all right, being a doctor, I know the dosage for a creature of I don't know, let's say a hundred pounds. It's okay. seventy five right. milligrams. So, uh, how many dogs? Two dogs. Right. I'll grab one hundred and fifty yeah. milligrams of that. Good. Mix it, rub it in on the meat. Get all, all right. meat rubbing, <laughs> all and then I'll work on the dogs' meat. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> All right. The meat is rubbed. You, you've prepped the meat for okay. the grill. Sam, come here. Zip. Okay, I, I'm about 20 yards away. Okay, Sam, come closer. I come running up. Okay, take this meat. Ooh. Go to the far <laughs> corner of the property, away from us. Okay. Do you want me to go up near the gate? I think that might be the best spot, don't you think? If this property is like a square, we're okay. in the bottom left corner more or less. Mm-hmm. I want you to go to the top right corner, but it might take a little work. You're going to have to kind of lure the dogs back there. So you might have to get their attention. And Sir, then I think the dogs might've been let back in the house when that whistle happened. Should we give the meat to, to Daniel, Daniel in case he needs it? I can take it over. Yeah, the I guess we'll have to. Yeah. They whistled and there were no, there was no more barking. So jump up okay. a tree. Yep. That'll work. All right. Okay, maybe to Danny. And then Dan. Oh, wait a minute. Ooh, shoot. We don't have a communication method. How come nobody thought of walkie-talkies when we made our character inventories? I had a couple of tin cans and a very long piece of string in the car. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Do you have a flashlight? Not. Does anyone have a flashlight? I have a twenty-two pistol I could fire off randomly. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. We got to think I have a lighter on me. If it's dark enough do out, you? you might. No. It is dark. How about, Do you know Morse code? Yes, you do know Morse code because you were in the Army. Of course right, I know Morse code. And I, I know because I'm really smart. So, Daniel, use your, use your lighter to do Morse code. Here, take my mirror, and you can use the reflect to reflect it back at us. Yes. Awesome. Teamwork. All right. So just let us know what you see. You might be in there a while. I'm talking. You might be there overnight and even into the next day, and then we will figure something out. Uh, You do know that as soon as the sun comes up, though, we won't really be able to communicate. We'll be gone before then. It's only midnight. No, I'm not. I'm not really thinking we will be. Do we want me to get out when sunrise starts? I want you to be there during the day because that's when, honestly, we have the best chance of seeing things that we actually care about. We just have to think of a way to communicate. In the daytime, we could probably just see you. That's 14 acres, you said. Is that correct? But he's yes, going to be pretty. Acres. He's going to be reasonably close to the gate because he's just going to go right. as close to the house as he can. You know what? Well, I could also call in the morning to see if she wants to get breakfast and get then we're out of the house. No, but we, like I said, I think we want him there during the day. That's when we're going to have the most chance of seeing something substantial. I don't know. I mean, even if it's daytime, she's going to do most of her secret witch stuff inside her house. Right. right, and that's why you're there. You're going to look inside the house. You still have your binoculars on you that I can take with me as well? Yes, and a camera. And a Swiss Army knife, a doctor bag, keys, and a wallet. You can have them all. What time is it? It's late at night? All right, Daniel, here's the plan. We're going to keep you in the tree until dawn. You're going to get out and come. We'll put the ladder over on the other side. You can get over. And we're going to okay. get walkie-talkies, and maybe we'll come back and do the same thing. Okay, see if you see anything tonight. Let me... Definitely not use Google to find out if walkie-talkies existed in the 50s. They did, but I think they were huge. 
Uh, walkie-talkie were invented in the 50s, bitches. Yeah, of course. Army. Yep. Yeah, all right. So, Dan, get in the tree. Go, Daniel. Go, Daniel. Oh, go. And then just pay attention to where you're leaving from, i.e. what part of the wall you are going over, so that when you come back, you can aim for the same spot. We'll throw the, the ladder over, and you can climb back over. Okay. I'm going to grab my bag of sleeping giblets. The uh, lighter the mirror. They're gizzards. Okay? Gizzards. That's what it is. My bad. My bag. My, the bag of sleeping gizzards hop over the wall with the binoculars and the mirror that I got from Sam. Okay. All right. You do that. I'll stay here safely. <laughs> you want to go get some breakfast? So since <laughs> I knew where we were on the outside, I'm going to start trekking. Back up slightly. So you grab the gizzards <laughs> and you you ascend the ladder. And how do you get down? Uh, I'm going to uh, jump and uh, roll on impact like I would you know, know to do from my army training. All right, give me your jump. I believe that's a skill, right? Mm-hmm. It is. Why does it say 20%? Uh, the you roll, damn a, it. You did a 50 or below, and you rolled an 80. So you jump and go into your roll, unfortunately stumble, tweaking your ankles slightly, and I'm going to need a dex roll in order to not spill the gizzards all over the ground. Oh, geez. All right, you need a 60 or below, you got a 17, so that's I didn't fine. spill no fucking gizzards, man. Woo. Nope, you did not. But you did <laughs> break the mirror. Thank you, ah. The mirror is broken. Sorry. We don't need the mirror. The lighter, is all, the lighter is all we needed. So go ahead and mark that the mirror, mirror is broken on your character sheet. And you guys just hear a distant thud and a oof. Of course we do. And hey, a, Sam. Ah. Hey, Sam. Ah. Do you think we might have a set of walkie-talkies back at here? I don't know, but uh, we've got. If not, we can. I'm sure we can pick up a pair at the uh, Army I mean, Navy surplus. <laughs> 11 a.m. or 11 p.m. No, in the morning. I was referring to obviously. I know, but I'm referring to right now. Do you think we have? Uh, you would know the inventory, sir. I know we have a closet full of all the stuff that um, that you've been collecting over the years. Why don't you take the car back and grab some? Yes, sir. I don't have a license, but I'll, I'll do it. It's the 50s. You just you know show a little ankle. You'll be fine. <laughs> 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 oh, and while you're there, grab a lighter. Okay, sounds good. You want Thanks. me to bring back any food since we uh, haven't eaten since three? Uh, yeah, I'll have um, it's the fifties, like a quadruple cheeseburger, which is probably like a quarter pounder in the fifties. I guess yeah, you would be able to find a, an all night diner. Oh yeah. hell yeah, Los Angeles. Yeah. All right, cool. I'll pick up some food on the way back. Okay, I'll stand here. Sam drives off back down the canyon road. And Chuck leans up against the wall. And Daniel, what do you do? As a matter of fact, I'm going to share something with you real quick. Oh, shit. I love being able to share something just with some person. Sherry Each dog Sherry. has three this heads. Is, this is this is a big tree or something. Ooh. Okay. So that should give you a, a better idea of what you're, what you're seeing. Tell me what you're going to do, Daniel. Um, knowing what I know of the property since we've been in and out and we've been, in, you know, walking along the wall, I'm going to trek northwest towards the uh, tree line by the house. I'm going to do it slowly, and I'm going to keep my ears open for any distant barking that may be coming my way. I'm going to um, keep going until I'm a couple of rows back from the, the tree line where I can still see the house, but okay. where I'm not, like, my legs aren't hanging out into the open grass kind of thing. Oh, that's hot. That is pretty hot. <laughs> pretty nice. okay. I got legs for days, man. So, Chuck, you are leaning up against the wall, watching An old this. lady. No. <laughs> <laughs> An old Mexican. Lady. I didn't think about that. Running at 10. Uh, 
uh, you you you're leaning up against the uh, the wall and you watch as Sam drives away the and you can see the headlights of the car going winding down the canyon road uh, all the way back down the uh, the hill. The silence descends and you hear you know basically crickets and maybe a chirping of birds here and there in the distance further down the canyon road. Not the way that you guys came up, but the the road actually continues along past the ranch house. You hear a shuffling sound coming towards you. Daniel, as you get closer and closer to the house, suddenly you see the front door open and Jean St. Jane steps out, looking up into the night sky. She's wearing very little. She has very long legs and deep plunging neckline. She's practically naked. You can see the moonlight shining straight through the sheer fabric of the thing that she's waiting. Daniel trips, falls, and dies. <laughs> she looks up at the sky, and then she looks straight into the forest toward you. I'm going to hit the ground. Sam, you're driving down the canyon road, and a giant toad down beside her. that looks roughly like, oddly like, an old Mexican woman leaps directly over your car. I told you guys we should have bought the lemon pledge. And that's where we're going to call this episode. What are we going to call it? Call it it three different cliffhangers. How's that? Jesus, crippity crap. Over the car, you said. I mean, I got to be honest. Hearing the the shuffling sound on the road does not seem like a cliffhanger for me. Any any new ideas what's going on? Or what are you guys thinking? I think Gene is definitely the center of it all. Yeah, I think she's the center. She's I the think I'm the center, of, center the of this mystery. Bow down to Chuck. What if that's the greatest plot twist of our entire podcast is I'm actually the Dark Lord of everything? That'd be weird. That'd be very weird. Jeremy, I'm going to get in contact with you about that. All right. We'll contact your people. Now we are going to do our recommendos section of the week. Brian, why don't you start us off? What's your recommendation? No, I don't like it. You do like it. I think. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I actually picked up a game that was announced when the Xbox One originally was slated to come out. Um, It was an indie game that Microsoft supported called ReCore. It recently went on sale, so I picked it up. I think it was 10 or 15 bucks. Phenomenal game. It was so much fun. I'm about maybe a third of the way through right now. Great story development, fantastic art. I highly recommend it. And I think it's still at a very good price. What's uh, what's the premise? Uh, the premise is Earth is dying. There's a huge plague, I believe. And we are sent to another planet to terraform it. And it's going to take 200 years. I am the daughter of the scientist who's heading the expedition. And I'm going with him as a mechanic. I'm put into a deep sleep and I'm only supposed to be woken up when there's an issue. Something fails. I'm not woken up to fix the issue. Everything is down. The planet was never terraformed. I'm stuck on this planet. Meanwhile, my father has invented this core that allows robots to be sentient, but there's a corruption in the cores and the robots are running this planet and I'm trying to figure out everything that's happened. The whole backstory as to where my father is, why everything got shut down, and that's about where I'm at right now. What uh, is it? A first-person shooter? Is it uh, a third-person? Third-person okay. shooter strategy. It's all in one. Okay, sort of like uh, yeah. Witcher or Tomb Raider. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, ro- Role-playing, I think, is involved. Obviously, it's futuristic, but it's okay. it's still got a little bit of that aspect in it. Yep. Cool. Well, good. Nice cheap. Yeah, it's fun. Like it's fun. fun. Uh, how about you, George? This week I have. A tiny whoop. It's a little mini drone. It's like the size of a softball. Mm-hmm. And it's really fun. 
you kind of have to build it yourself. But it's really good if you're looking into getting into drones or drone racing for a pretty reasonable price. It's really durable. And it's kind of fun because you can modify it yourself. And I've really been having fun with it. What, uh, what kind of camera is equipped on that puppy? It's probably like a 540p camera because okay. it needs to be able to transmit instantly so you don't have any latency issues. So the quality's not good, but it's just an interesting experience to be able to, it's all first person view flying. Okay, cool. How about you, Matt? This week I am going mobile. I've found a really awesome phone game called Fizz, spelled F-I-Z. It's a brewery management game. (laughs) What it is, is you, uh, as your character, decide to start up your own little microbrewery, and the whole game is um, is running your business. It's you choose what beers you want to brew, where you're going to send them to, how much you're going to sell them for. And uh, over the course of you developing your business, you kind of get stuck into this uh, story running up against your rival, who seems to be not a nicest person in the world. It's It's really fun. I've kind of been playing it to the point where I've killed my phone more than once because I just don't want to stop. Uh, Super in-depth, it has 24 or 25 different kinds of beer you can brew. Really well-balanced, just a lot of fun all around. Wow, I'll look into that since I brew. All right, uh, my recommendation for this week is, as you know, I'm a horror geek, so I subscribe to a magazine called Rue Morgue. It's based out of Canada, And essentially, it's a throwback to when Fangoria was actually a good magazine and had really gory, disgusting photos, uh, highlights from movies. But they do a really good job. They cover pretty much everything from film to books to magazines to music. They they do a lot of uh, death metal music reviews, that sort of thing. Uh, They even do video game reviews, which is great, but all within the horror uh, genre. So I highly recommend Rue Morgue. Uh, You can get them on Google Play. They actually have an app. Uh, It's about mm, four bucks an issue, which is pretty good in PDF format. I think if you go pick them up at the uh, newsstand, it's probably closer to like seven, eight, nine bucks, something like that. Check that out if you're into uh, horror stuff. That's it for this episode of Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Feel free to send comments to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Please subscribe on iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, or anywhere you download your regular podcasts. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Meanwhile, you can find us at thelovecrafttapes.com and on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. Also, interact with us on reddit.com slash r slash the Lovecraft Tapes. You can find my fiction on Amazon. Just search for Jeremy E. Johnson or Sheila Helsing, Demon Huntress. I'm also on Twitter at Boomstick Brew. And to follow the continuing development of A Thousand and One Ways to Cook Your Gizzards Poisoned with Sleeping Pills, <laughs> follow me on Twitter at The Real Weird Kid. And you can reach me on Twitter at Sam underscore Brewster 2. You can leave a a note on my desk and I'll get back to you. All right. That's going to do it for now. We thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. The Lovecraft Tapes is copyright 2017. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. 